It's Tuesday night. It's Kensington, Maryland. It's the Champagne Room of Basement Podcast Studios. I'm Ken Marangolo. He is Kevin Ricca. Happy Saturday, guys. He is Tim Strachan. That's right, Kevin Ricca. Tuesdays are the new Saturday nights. I'm Ken Marangolo. Once again, this is the Audible First Amendment Sports production of Offseason on the Brink. Our Hogs Haven family hour. Um, you know, squeeze into like 25 minutes or so. We may or may not have a special guest before this show is out, but that will not stop us from covering what has been a very brinky offseason, but is debrinkifying. And I'm, I, I took a little bit of heat for saying debrinkifying the other day. Like I was inventing the fact that there was shenanigans and now things to be stabilizing. That, that wasn't me, sir. That wasn't me. Uh, that is the history of this organization over a recent stretch. Um, but so, so many things are happening right now uh, that I'm, I, I will allow myself to, to focus on and, get, and start getting past what was a very, very, I don't know. It was, listen, we didn't sign Kirk Cousins, fine, but, but we got rid of the one guy who we all thought was going to be the man I didn't know how I didn't know how any of us were going to recover from that, and it certainly seemed like to be a big deal at the time for everyone, not just me. Um, but Redskins hit the field today, guys in pads and helmets. Mm, maybe not all of them, or anyone. I don't know how those OTAs sometimes don't always work. Shells, shells, helmets. Um, they're running around. We, there was one particular guy who was a full go for today that we've been talking about an awful lot. That's a wide receiver by the name of Josh Doxson. The doctor. Jon Snow. Um, full go for OTAs. It, it's a big deal. Which stink, it stinks that it's a big deal, but it is a big deal. Um, let's bring in Kevin. Why does it stink? What, what well, okay, mean? it stinks that it's a big deal because... Uh, he, this is his second season. We, uh, it would, ideally, he would have already been, you know, uh, a first-round pick to produce uh, for something in his rookie year and not, you know, kind of been hurt again, not hurt again, on the IR in, in mid-October. and then Going Corey, through it stunk. But what if they made the right choice? Oh, no, of course they made the right choice. Yeah. I think they made the right choice. But I'm just saying it stinks that we have to get excited about a guy being okay for OTAs. Because of well. the ne- negative connotation given to someone with an injury. All of a sudden, he becomes a bad guy. He's just so positive all the time. I didn't know he was... He was yeah, but no, he's good. talking about the general idea of Josh Doxson being a bad guy, a bad pick. There's, there's something negative attached to a rookie with an injury. A- any, anyone who hasn't round. really played right. in the league yeah. is always going to have a question mark on him. Um, and and I, I say that as a basement podcaster uh, with zero, you know, field cred. But at the end of the day, you're either on the field or you're not. Like, the fraternity exists between the, the sidelines, um, and, and he's got to get on the field. And until he does, everyone's going to wonder, wonder what that's going to look like on a, on a regular basis. I'm, I think we all agree that he is a player, and when he starts getting on the field, he's going to contribute at a high level. We all think that, but some other people think that, and I, I, I want to bring in Kevin Ricca, our chief, not only our director of good times, um, on a full-time basis, yes, yes, but also our chief charity golf tournament player. Wow. You know, you say yes one out of 30 times, and it happens to be out at the Army-Navy Club for the skin shebang. Uh, man, we got matched up with Nate Sudfeld, who goes about 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, 
And man, if he was a buck ninety soaking wet, that would be nice. <laughs> and that poor guy got stuck next to four six foot tall, two hundred and fifty plus pounders. So you're you're playing in the Ar- at the Army Navy Country Club yes, yesterday, uh, the Redskins Charity Golf Tournament. You and four three other guys that we all know well, and Nate Sudfeld. And Nate Sudfeld, as you like to say, first team all nice. First team and all man, nice. He fit, fit that description to a T. That that young man, and I can say that because I'm twenty years older than him. That hurts to say out loud. But it's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what always, a, they always seem older than you because they're just bigger than you, right? I believe there was a lot of uh, attention eased when we met each other. And he said, what do you guys do? I said, you got a guy that runs 980 and three other guys that bartend. And he went like, oh. <laughs> and his, his shoulders eased and his smile widened. And, and uh, we felt the same way. Uh, yeah. That guy was just so egregious. He, I'm just telling you this. When you have to decide between two picks, two golf balls and a scramble, and we're 50 yards away, and the Redskins, the guy that goes and sprints across the fairway to pick up the ball we decided not to play and jogs it back, I'm going like, yo, man. He said, yeah, I need well, the exercise. He was the youngest of, of the group. I said, man, we got a half a ton of fun in this foursome, and, and, and you only make it go up by about an extra <laughs> buck 90. Uh, it gives us a great opportunity to talk about Nate Sudfeld, talk about a guy that T covered as a radio broadcast uh, team uh, from Maryland yeah. uh, in the Big Ten, you, you saw Nate Sudfeld. I did. You were big on him coming out of college. The, uh, I got to tell him that. McLovin yeah. loved him for his size. He's He is a Redskin. He is a project that's ongoing. Um, you do see the Redskins carrying him uh, another season because of, well, he's gigantic. Well, I said to him, I said, you know, that's great news. Uh, obviously, someone played pretty damn good this last season because we didn't get anyone else in here. He said, yeah, they told me they loved me. They said, uh, he said, they told me they weren't going to get anybody. But, you know, that day, those three days, you're sitting there, kind of white-knuckling it, hoping for the best, but not afraid of competition in the least. If they did, it just, you know, there's enough guys to compete against up here. You know, one more isn't going to be that big of a deal. But it just showed me that they were serious and that they were honest. You, you talk about cornerback and tight end in this past draft where you saw teams, and really even running back, um, where you saw teams being able to dip into the second and third round and find guys who are likely going to start for the roster. If you weren't committed to a quarterback in the 2017 draft, you have no business, and I think we talked about this with Steve Schaup, no business taking anyone on because you come back next year and you're talking about the quarterback position all of a sudden being one of the deeper, m- more talented positions uh, in the NFL draft. So I'm glad that Sudfeld gets that extra year of time. I think a lot of teams that didn't pick a quarterback this year are going to pick a quarterback next year because there's going to be that level of talent. The pool's going to uh, be that deep. Um, and, you know, I, I we don't have to talk about this, guys, um, but, you know, there is a Kirk Cousins situation uh, prior to us tagging him for a third time, which Who? we which we will. Uh, and if, and if, if you want to go to the draft needing a guy – there's a there's a draft full of guys. I don't want to go there. I'm I'm not going to go there. Um, instead, I would say to, to kind of pivot off of of Nate Sudfeld and some of the more yeoman like uh, Redskins today. Today was the OTAs. Um, you know, Josh Doxson was a go. He has the respect of the guys in that locker room. Nate Sudfeld jaw dropped when he discussed Josh Doxson. When we talked about it. I mean, it was a nice icebreaker to you, I have to say. I let him know everything you felt about him since you covered him from day one. And, and that was very easy. He was very open and honest from that point right. forward. Uh, he knew that we knew what we were talking about, and we had his back. And I started asking him this, that, and the other. Who's the guy that's going to jump out this season? Josh Doxon, man. 
Josh Doxon, what he does, what he does on the practice field, the, the plays he makes, and we always say catch radius. It's a, but it's the facts. And uh, with that size and that athleticism, he says that everyone on that field knows who the playmaker is. And no one knows better than the players. No, no, no one no knows, one knows better, better than the players because they're out there doing, doing yep. the same stuff. And when somebody at their level does something that makes them go, whoa. Mm-hmm. He's got to show it on I, – and, I, and I, I'm not that guy, and I'm not trying to be that guy. Um, and I haven't watched a ton of Redskins practices, but I've gotten to watch some. You know, you wa- I, I remember watching when Fred Davis was on the field. Anytime Fred Davis was on the practice field, it, he looked like a man among boys. Oh, I thought you were going to say we were lucky that he got there on time. You know, he did uh-huh. ultimately get there on time. <laughs> right, good. Uh, Malcolm Kelly was the same way. If you talk to players, uh, when Malcolm Kelly was on the practice field, everyone he was the ooh and ah guy. Um, not so much Devin Thomas, but we've had ew. those guys. Yeah, mostly <laughs> ooh. Just talking not about Maryland uh, real quick. I yeah. mean, you know, special guys come along once in a while. And I can remember seeing E.J. Henderson his sophomore year, like, just shine in his spring game. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it stays that out. That guy's different. And but, then, you, yeah, but you got to. these guys are across the board. In college, you got to get, get there on Saturday. And in pros, you got to get there on Sunday. That's it. That's the name of the game. And, you know, you, you can make a paycheck for a year or two by blowing away everyone on the practice field. Uh, but. And, and, and again, I, I believe deep in my heart that Josh Doxson is going to have an amazing, you know, rookie, really rookie campaign and, and contribute behind Pryor and, and Crowder and Reed, you know, from Cousins. Um, but, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the NFL, it's it's what have you done for me on Sunday? True. And so and he, it, he hasn't had the ability. Sorry. Yeah. But he's coming from from Texas as when we spoke, they call him the doc. He was the man. And. That's not typical. That's that's Texas. That we're not talking about East Southern Louisiana something Baptist Junior College, down there in the heart of football country where everything is bigger. He was the biggest star on that field. He was the best player in every game he played in in the last two years of his college experience. And we still think we got the best athlete in the 2016 draft. Getting ready to make his mark in town. Let's talk about let's talk about the other side of the ball. Uh, you know, for a moment. Um, because our our defense was 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 terrible uh, in 2016. That's not me being negative. Uh, that's me being real. It was bad. We we couldn't get off the field on third down. Um, we we gave up a lot of points. And and while you guys know better than me, uh, you know the game of football is won and lost. You know across 60 minutes, it's not the last play. It's not five to, the, the second to last play. It's it's every single play something happens. That, I you think know, you know it's just fine. I just don't want to give my you know you guys a little bit. Well, little thanks, bit of but we haven't strapped it up in 40 combined <laughs> years, but, but we do appreciate it. Uh, you know, it. At what point in time is what we're kind of going through here? Um, it's not one play, but. At the same time, you're looking for you're looking for somebody to, to, to make a play. I think back to the way we beat the New York Giants last season. Stuart Cravens made a play. You could argue that the game was won on that play. So going into this season with our defense, um, you know, I guess one of the things we talked about on on uh, the six pack this week was reasonable expectations. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna go from you know we're not gonna be the '85 Bears. We're not gonna be the Ravens. We're right. we're not gonna be one of those awesome uh, you know. Uh, Titan defenses behind Jeff Fisher, which I which I always loved. At the end of the day, incremental improvement can go a long way towards getting wins. 
Sorry, I know. I, I give Jeff. Pre- I, you know what? How about this? You love that guy's dirty mustache and like third day worn undies, man. He was just that's gross my last Jeff Fisher. Yeah, I'm going cold turkey on Jeff Fisher. Thank you. It's the grossest guy to have a a, a butt cut, done fe- feathery butt cut with a terrible mustache and, and a dirty cut. outfit. And I do. I have. You know what? I'm, I'm saying to you right now. I will remember that I'm done, Jeff Fisher. Jeff, he he, he, he had Jeff to kind Fisher, of leak his way out did for J- me. Jeff Fisher, like, piss on your cereal? Yes, Nobody, yes he's, he did. He pissed on all of our nobody cereal. Nobody never won, and he's gross, and Ken loves him. I, I don't know if you, it's like he's a King's gross. Dominion thing. I don't know. I would sit here and tell you why I used to love him, but I'm done Jeff Fisher, so I'm not even going to argue that no. point anymore. Well, all I'm saying is when it comes to, when our, our defense, uh, our, I think our offense is going to be fine and potent and, and do what they do, but if our defense is just marginally, incrementally, just this much yeah. better, like that's two, two or three wins. Like if you say yeah. our offense is good yeah. enough to get you eight wins or and a tie you, or nine wins, and your defense gets you another two or three, like you're in the playoffs. You already made reference to the biggest problem, which was third down stops. If you get anywhere near twentieth, ranked twentieth, you're right. You win a game or two. That that you want to talk about a reasonable expectation. I don't care what you want. That's what has to happen. Well, right we have, you but have to that is very reasonable that we will improve on third down. We yes. have, we have, yes. uh, uh, we finally have a com- uh, someone who wants to, to ring in here. Why don't you? Oh wait, no, no. Is it Jeff Fisher? Is it Jeff Fisher? Is it something about? Is Jeff there Fisher? sour cream in his mustache? This is Ryan Stabby, but uh, everybody, what do you friends. got? We're doing some simulcasts. Okay. Multimedia, Facebook Live, and podcasting. Yeah. So you hit on something. Third downs. Our friend Kevin says, different Kevin. Different Kevin, not the same Kevin. Just step, stand closer to that mic, Brian. Says that uh, we have to be better on third downs next year. Do you think they will be better on third downs? Oh, if we're not. With the, with <laughs> the personnel, which guy is the difference maker this year that's different from last year? Okay, so let's, let's, for the purpose of this conversation, Kevin, because um, we, ha- we talked about this last week, let's, not, let's take Jonathan Allen and Ryan Anderson off the table because we actually had that exact conversation last week about which one of the two of them would be the biggest difference I, uh, on third down. And I, I think the, the addition of those two is ultimately an answer. Um, but if you take those guys off the table, Kevin, you're chomping at the bit. Is there a guy you're thinking of that's going to impact third downs for us this season? The athleticism from the inside linebacking position of Zach Brown, the ability to guard running backs and tight ends in the middle of the field where third down becomes a humongous danger zone for us last year. And if we don't improve on third downs next year, it's because we went Gene Hackman Hoosier style and threw nine guys out there and said our team is on the field because there's no way we can do worse. But that guy right there is a physical athlete that can run with backs and take any tight end, I believe, in the league. I believe he's right. Uh, The only other arguable answer could be somebody on the edge who can come come off the edge and... and Gillette? Get to the yeah, could be Gillette, Man, could be, be Smith. Sweet. I mean, who that'd knows? Be sweet who Gillette. knows it's going to be? But I'm just saying, other than Zach Brown, who's essentially you know your quarterback on defense, we're improved there. So automatically, you hope that if he is truly improved, then he's going to help out on the third downs, not just making plays himself, but being the quarterback, the the, the captain of that defense. All right, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say, <sighs> my answer was always Ryan Anderson. But I'm, uh, and and I, I agree with Zach Brown, but I will take Junior Gillette. And I'll, he's healthy, he's playing. If he's able to be on our team and play at a 28-year-old athlete in his prime level as a pass rusher, that's what changes third downs in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. If you have a guy who can get to the passer the way Junior Gillette has proven he can do uh, as a pro in this league, and that's a 
that's a game changer, capital G, capital C. That's that's third, that's what makes third downs better. You can argue about the in, inside being greater. You can argue about DJ Swenger and Sue Cravens all day. Jonathan Allen sucking up a hole or two. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if Junior Gallette can get to the quarterback, you're getting off the field on third downs. Man, I really wanted to say Ryan Anderson for one reason, because he's already gotten to the Houston Texans starting quarterback. Didn't he just chuck him out of a bar in Tuscaloosa not too long ago? We haven't even played yeah, who it was down that? yet. He's already getting rid of QBs at home. He's already getting rid of these dudes. <laughs> who did he throw on out? Home turf. Ryan Anderson Deshaun Watson. Beat Watson. it. Yeah. Beat it, dude. Beat it. This is Tuscaloosa. You don't come in here after that game. It wasn't so, physical or anything like that. It was a Jedi very mind politely, trick. yet very sternly, it's time to go. It's come not on, cool. Come on, son. It's time to go. It's not cool. Yeah. He's already doing that to NFL quarterbacks. He hasn't even put his hand in the grass on Sunday yet. All right. We got another one. Here you go, Brian. All right, you want to do one more? Yeah. All right. Who, who's coming back, is most improved from a year ago? Who's coming back? Who is that from? That's from uh, Edward. All right, Edward. Who is coming back? Someone who's coming back from last season's roster to this season's roster. Who's going to have Let's a... Let's take Doxon out of it, right? Yeah, we're taking Doxon out of it. We're talking about the Morgan Moses Overall, leap. Overall, not just defense. Morgan Moses leap. This is what we talked about in Hogshaven last year. Who took the Morgan Moses leap? Last year on defense? No, on the Redskins, period. Oh, are we, um, can I answer the question? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. May I? Please. I get to go for it. Sua! We got Sua Cravens. I believe next year is his year to shine, guys. I mean, we all love him. Is he playing in the right spot, right? That's, is that the, is that Damn the answer? Right. Damn right. And a year in the game. And he's been listening to the boys. And uh, the guy's a physical freak at his size. And, and he's going he's gonna to have some huge highlight hits and all that. But he's a football mind. And having him out there with his athleticism is going to be a major difference for us. And playing with a maniac like Swearinger, I mean, Sua Cravens is going to be the guy, I believe, that's coming back that will be the most improved player. I don't think we got enough out of him last it year. It has to be a defensive player because oh, so many so many of our offensive players played at a super high level. I mean, we were a very, very good offense. So if one of those guys improve, if Kirk Cousins, I mean, if Kirk Cousins just becomes Tom Brady, but yeah. Uh, but don't let me be the guy who answers your question with Kirk Cousins um, because I, I, I think that would, that would just, it. my Kirk Cousins would be showing. Uh, so I'm going to stay on, I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to say Preston Smith, um, just because I, th- I think he's capable. He's shown what he can do. He might be the kind of player that, that needs to have a couple other guys around him, and he does now. Uh, he's a, he's a animal. He's got all the size and strength and speed you want doing what you're asking him to do on our defense. Um, I felt like, at, at, especially with the injury to Junior Gallette, he was easy to take away if, in fact, a defensive coordinator wanted to take him away. Um, if, in fact, he wasn't just having a sophomore slump type of season. Um, he's a Mississippi State boy. He, played at a, he's, he has proven he can play at a high level. If he puts it together in year three, um, I think he's a great candidate for a guy who comes back this season and, and plays much better. Yeah, we slap some meniski on that, dude. Yes, left uh, I'm go- I might shock you a little bit. I think it could be Ryan Kerrigan, and it's simply Ryan. If you're out there listening, it's not a, not a it's not a shot at you. But I think if you have these other players in positions that are upgrades, and you got somebody on the other side who's able to give a little bit of a you know uh, something for for other teams to think about, I think it frees him up more. Obviously, he's a focus of every team that we play right now. His production hasn't been great. 
he's still one of the best players we have, but I think he can have an improvement and get back to that elite level that we thought he was in, in, the, in the beginning of his career. It, his numbers could go up given that the rest of the defense now is better around him and they got to account for other guys. Hell yeah, Junior Gallette's health. Yeah. Shoots Ryan Kerrigan right to the top of the charts. So much hinges on, I mean, if he, he's such a scratch-off ticket, um, but it's better than a scratch-off ticket. It's not just like, like okay, I might win $2, I might win 5 I mean, he's like the million-dollar winner if he is healthy. I mean, because when we all get the, if we were, if we were to wake up tomorrow and get the news that he had injured himself, that he ripped his third Achilles? He ripped his third. I mean, well, yeah, the Redskins should have an Achilles scratch off in town, you know, depending on who gets what, you know, and which guy. And we're like, oh no, oh, yeah, oh yes, all right. We want Gallette to be the guy that's Achilles are healthy. Gallette and Doxon. But we got, we got a lot of Achilles out there. We do. It's it's like the info injury. Right there. Yeah, we do. Reasonable expectations. Reasonable expectations for the defense in twenty seventeen. Re- like reasonable. We're not like we were twenty eighth overall, mm-hmm. and and driven with a nail down to the bottom of the league be- because we couldn't get off the field on third downs. Um, anyone? A huge sniff, sniff. The top two thirds of the of the third down stops. If they get anywhere close, oh yeah, that would be that's huge. my reason. I mean, I think we're I a top half squad if if this is our our starting eleven. Top twenty in total yards is reasonable. I know everyone's young, everyone's new, everyone's young and new, but there's improvements everywhere. If we finish nineteenth, I think that'd be reasonable. If we finish nineteenth, we're going to win the division, or or at least be a playoff team because um, our offense moves the ball. I mean, just our defense couldn't get off the field, so. I know, if but you, it's, a, if, it's, it's essentially a new offense as well. Well, on the perimeter, it's the same. It's the same c- computer new running it's it. The same offense. Kirk Cousins it produces mind numbers. True. I'm computer. talking about. I'm talking about the wideout position. That's all. And like uh, we said, it's not going to be as much downfield, but it can be. It can be, and I think it will be. Um, it still remains to be seen if Kirk Cousins can develop a chemistry of like 25 plus yards with any of these guys because he didn't develop that chemistry with every single guy who's come along. Uh, he's his mind still. Calculates everything. Um, the wide receiver positions are interchangeable in an offense where you have a, a great quarterback, which I think we do. We shall see. Um, but the, the the thing is, is if we're 19th in, in, in total overall defense, I mean, you're all of a sudden talking about a team that is giving your offense the ball. I mean, shoot, maybe three to five more minutes a game. Um, and our offense was crazy potent last season. So, um, I mean... It, our defense doesn't have to be that much better for it to mean two wins on our bottom line. Yeah, but I'm thinking about the postseason. And and having 18 dif- defenses better than yours, it, but, but it still makes our improvement reasonable. I'm using the term reasonable here. 19th is reasonable. If I were to say we're going to be top five in defense. But offense wins in reasonable. the NFL now. Offense we're, wins in the We're not going to have the second most amount of yards this year. I, I, I don't feel that happening. Those gigantic chunks – with Deshaun Jackson has brought it to every franchise. I'm not saying we miss him. I'm saying those gigantic chunk yards without red zone production versus the matriculation of the ball down the field with red zone production in our 10 yards of new wideout. I would argue, I would argue that I felt at times at FedEx that we forced the ball to Deshaun Jackson here and there 
because we didn't know what else to do. We had we were maybe trying to keep him happy, maybe trying to keep the defense thinking we were going to throw it to him. But I saw plays where he literally ran like four yards hard up, turned around and got hit, uh, you know, right away. And it wasn't. It was. It, it just seemed to me like we were just like, okay, we better throw it to Deshaun. It, it wasn't flow. It wasn't in the flow. And I I'm feel with like you. with we don't have that kind of guy. The the point we is, don't. except for Jordan Reed, we don't have a guy where. Kirk Cousins, I don't think, feels like if I don't get this guy the ball, he's going to be a freaking train wreck by the third quarter. I don't think we have that guy on our team. I thought we had that guy on our team last season. Sure. But so I, well, Four yards hard up, man. You had some great binoculars, first of all. Second of all, yeah. with a toy like Deshaun Jackson, you have to integrate him at some point in some fashion, regardless of his personality. You have to use that tool. I'm talking about post I know, but now we don't have to do that anymore. Like, all of a sudden, he's pouty. But he was part of the game plan, powder, not pouty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, That's all. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. But, but I, yeah. I'm glad he's gone. Man, everyone gave me crap because I, I tried to trade, he's a I tried to trade utility him for players. I stood up he's for him. He's a limited utility player. He's the best at what he does. Yes, he's a limited yeah, utility player. He is not an all-game, all every route, every play kind of guy. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's not a knock against him. I just think we're a better team overall with him gone. Yeah. I liked him when he was here, but I didn't think we needed to keep him. No. Yeah. I guess mine is covering my own ass here. But, yeah, with a toy like that, he's an aggressive guy to use. But with a personality like that, it takes away from a lot of stuff that we want to get to. He would be spinners on my wheelchair wheels. Damn. They spin him. Or uh, the spinners are broken. Can you guys? I'd rather the rest (laughs) of my chair work extremely well before I got the spinners. True. I like that comparison. Let's. I um, like that a lot. Which I actually, if anybody's listening to the Facebook Live folks. Um, appreciate you guys checking us tonight. We will promote this. We will uh, be more organized about doing this on a going forward basis. And um, uh, but we appreciate you guys joining us this evening. And we're going to keep keep the show going with it, with a little bit of a wrap up of the six pack here. What do we got? Uh, you're not going to do the tie thing. We're not going to do the tie thing anymore. The tie. That's, that's part of the, the six tie pack. thing. The What's whole the tie? tie thing. The overtime. The well, overtime. Yeah, let's do rule changes. I mean, I I, I say as we that close out the, the show pack. tonight. I actually let's, read it this week. T- talk about the rule changes. I I could care less about overtime rules, to be quite honest with you. To me, the IR change is the big one. T- two roster changes today. Uh, they did ratify the second player off the IR, I believe, and they also ratified. Yes, they did. They also um, ratified the uh, ninety players all the way through four preseason no games. No 75 cut? No? That, 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 that takes one podcast away from us. Let's that's be also, honest. That's yeah. also a, a player safety thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it cool. also is a fourth preseason game nightmare yeah. of epic proportions. Basically, you're going to be throwing out... Before it was the B team or the C team, now it's the... Hey, a- how many times have we been there when a guy from the area gets a try and that's his only time you're ever going to see him in, you know... Maybe you do level. see. I mean, that's, maybe that's you do see it. a more open fourth. I'm talking about the fourth preseason game. I'm talking about the product. Yeah. Uh, before that, when you had 75 guys and you had to get, you, you were going to go 75 to 53. A couple days after that last preseason game, you were talking about fifth and sixth string running backs getting 40 carries a game, uh, and and in a handoff fest. Um, 
and no one playing, you know, but, but with 90 guys and you still got every wide receiver, you know, all, all that you started with, you still got all, all these tight ends, maybe, you know, maybe, and maybe you might even have a fourth quarterback. Maybe you just start throwing running shoots out there. It's Who a knows? win-win for the NFL. It's a win How? because people are oh. watching and going to the games and paying for these preseason it's games. It's an extra paycheck for the and players. It, it's an extra paycheck for the players, but it's also an extra tape reel for, for these guys to show the rest of the teams of in the course. NFL. So. It's it's, fr- it's not the fourth a good game. week. Be- the fourth game becomes essentially a, a free for all tryout for everybody else. It should, be, it should be a free for all to see. It's a way loud. <laughs> it's a way louder fart. Is what it is. It is That's a way louder fart. I mean, uh, you're paying. Some worst. guys are going to get their career. Yeah, you're paying. There, there are a few, no yeah, doubt. Hey, I'm are. talking about the no season doubt. ticket holder. But I don't want to watch it. I want to look back and be like, oh, did you see what that guy did three years ago in preseason? And Google There's it. Plenty and find of people that. watching it. Plenty of people paying tickets to go to it, whether they're forced to or not. Full oh price. God, it's so. It's gross. a money maker for him. For is. who? For the for the NFL. Oh, for the teams. God, yes. Well, it the, the preseason being charged for you know for regular season prices is, has always been a joke. Um, but hey, what are you going to do? It's uh, they are. Mm. They're the like IR, uh, the IR thing Rockefeller. is huge. The IR, the IR thing is, is huge. huge. Yeah, the yeah, IR how, thing uh, is huge. Here's what I have a bone to pick with you, and it's okay. about the ties. Okay, you're into ties. I think I. W- I'm not into ties. Yes, you are into ties more so than any human being you I've did, ever met in I my think life. You pretty much said I'd rather have a tie than a loss. Yes, ties are good for good teams and bad for bad teams. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> a I don't tie get it. helps a good team. A tie hurts a bad team. I t- believe that. If you're tying somebody, there's no good and bad. You're just as good or bad as they were that day. <laughs> so I, I will say all I will say about that, Kevin, is this: I I look a tie right in the face, and I and once it once it's real, it it, it it's. I, I, I'm having you a have to. Time. You have to. You can't. I don't root for a tie. I'm rooting for a win. You're but if rooting you for a tie, tie before you're rooting for a loss, though. If we tied the American Revolution, I'd be sitting here with a couple wankers eating bangers and mash, and Big Ben would be in like. I would rather Ohio. have a tie than a loss. That's right. This is ridiculous. I would rather have a tie this than country, a loss every the single time. The sports in this country has never dealt with ties. We don't. Football, basketball, and baseball. We don't tie each other. This, this isn't about it's not American. Ties. The American way has nothing to do with tying anybody. The NFL isn't encouraging ties. All I'm saying is, if you, the fact of the matter is, you I'd rather tie than loss. I would rather have a tie than a loss. Absolutely, I would. God, you're better. Your record is better. Your winning percentage is better. I played in the in the highest tie in the history of NCAA football. Okay, and because now the new overtime rules, there will never be a higher one. Fifty to fifty. And their coach was like, uh, they were up fifty to thirty-four. Two minutes left. We went down two point, down two point, and he went, no, we're good. We acted like we lost for like an hour on the field. We, if you're we refused a player, to leave the field. Of course, field. of course, a tie feels. Oh, but as a fan, so what else matters? No, what else matters? How about making the playoffs? If, if, if you if you're eight, seven, and With one, a win, <laughs> right? It's it's easier to make the playoffs by winning than going yes. zero, zero, and sixteen. But it's easier to avoid tiebreaker scenarios with someone who has the same amount of losses with, than you if you have a tie. Not if they have a tie. Well, okay, and that happened okay, with nine, Seattle and Arizona this year. Correct. So that let's not correct. pretend that it doesn't. Oh, hey, oh, Tie. It's uh, the most un-American damn thing, you and you're like a I, patriot, and this is making me sick. I would rather have a tie than a loss. Oh, my God. And a, and a boob is a life. Then and how about just a buy? Would you rather have a buy or a tie? Would I rather? Oh, would I rather have a buy or a tie? That's the best question of the day. Uh, let's see here. I actually haven't been paying attention for the last four minutes. I would rather have a tie than a buy. <laughs> I'd rather a tie than a buy. Yeah, I'd rather have a tie than a buy. Mm, I'd rather punch both of you in the face. 
over this hey, d- debate. Making the playoffs is based on winning. I thought you were backing me on this hundred percent. I actually do. I, the whole premise tie. I just want them to pick one and stick with it. I, I, I hate ties. I will say that straight up. But if you have a tie, what's wrong with what other sport? What other American sport does it exist? Wait, what's wrong okay. With? So that's a whole different conversation. I went to Kevin. eighteen innings with the Nationals. There whole was di- no tie. Whole different conversation. My whole family sat on South Capitol Street for four hours. Whole different conversation. Are you, if they if they put a rule in place that eliminates ties, that's fine. Play till someone wins, that's fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But that's not the rules that not they play by. Spray your magic dust in my eyes, Mister Fuji. That's not the rules they play by. And the way the NFL plays right this very second, Fine. ties are not only possible but they happen. They didn't work for us how last about, year. How about no? Because we freaking shit the bed. The team the that's Giants ahead after two possessions, a ten-minute fifth quarter. That's what they're doing. And whoever scores first after both teams have touched the ball, if it's still tied. Well, someone could hold the ball for nine minutes and fifty-nine seconds and the way and, and win the game on a field goal. Boom. Game over. And there's a kickoff. No. And that's a possession. No, if they, there's a way. In the, if they go to ten minutes, you know if someone holds the ball, I, I thought it was going to be fun to talk about ties. You thought it was going to be fun to talk uh. about ties. All I'm saying is, the way the rules are, ties are possible. Embrace what is good about them. If if you can, there's find nothing good about a tie, and I'll promise you, I swear by that. I, I for don't the rest like of my any life. system that will produce more ties. Put it that way. Okay, so that's what they're. I think ultimately that's what they're doing. I don't want that shrinking overtime. Will will I think make ties more likely and make Kevin's blood potentially boil? This country doesn't tie. Where this country's about winning and losing and dealing with it. Uh, there's there's a lot of um, players who are in favor of the uh, NCAA overtime rules for for the NFL, which I would love. That could go on. No, no, because after the first two possessions, you got to go for two. Got to go for two. That's when it's going to break down. And then farther out. Yeah, so so I have no problem with that, and that that might even be more humane from a player safety perspective. No kickoff. Way more exciting. What for if the fans? either yes. team can get the two? It could go on for nine, ten. The percentages of that twelve and, and potentially become the most 50. epic the game NFL of all time level? that they could play on NFL Classic Rewind ten times a week. The it, NFL it's, is about it's about forty nine percent, I think forty eight last year. I don't know. Pretty sure they could monetize version. that. I'm not mistaken. I mean, that makes I'm it way sure. easier than the, 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 the extra point kick, which has got to be in the ninetieth percentile. Or percentile. Percentile. Because I was talking about ties. Ties. And ties. Tie, and tie breakers, obviously. Oh, I don't uh. want to hear the word tie for the rest of the night. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's not tie up our listeners anymore mm, on this, on this particular funny. episode of Off Season on the Brink. Mm. <laughs> we want to say thank you, a special thank you to Matt the Real Deal Seal, to Brian Stabby, to Darren and Kevin McClidden, to Kevin Ricca. Tim Strachan. Appreciate it. To Hogshaven, to everyone on Facebook Live who joined us tonight, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible.